0: What's up, Doopy Brothers Nation? This is AJ. It's Luke. We're down in Franksburg, Virginia. This is Doopy Brothers Podcast, episode number five. We are less than a week away from the opening day of the season. Super exciting for uh, all Union fans. Um, Yeah. So we're going to cover what we've seen in the preseason, a big trade that happened yesterday. Uh, We'll talk about our week one predictions and uh, join our fantasy group. So we'll talk about that. We got a lot of fans. Fan questions that came in this afternoon, so we'll, we'll get to your questions as well. Yeah, first time ever having fan, having fan questions. For sure. Me. Don't tell the listeners <laughs> that this is a regular thing for us. <laughs> All right, so um, yesterday I put up a, an, a fan excitement level poll on our Twitter just asking how excited people are for the season, and I'd say it came out kind of as expected, so the options were pretty much great, really excited. The squad is ready. Um, feeling okay are cautiously optimistic, and then the last one was okay.
1: Still we still have some holes. Yeah, and then there's crap this season here. year.
0: Yeah, but l- thankfully no one picked crap this season's here because yeah. uh, the unions had a pretty se- uh, solid offseason, um, and so the majority of the people picked the cautiously optimistic, which yeah, I was kind sense. of thinking about. Yeah,
1: that, that makes sense. And I feel like that's kind of how we feel every Preseason, yeah. I mean, I feel like any team, every any fan is like can convince themselves to be excited for their, their the new season for their team. No matter who, what team you are, you are like all right. Well, this year we can't be worse.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of a season where we weren't cautiously optimistic. I mean, yeah. Maybe a couple years ago, when we didn't have a ten, and we kind of rolled out with right. Bedoya right. as our ten uh, when he didn't want to be a ten. Yeah, but other than that season, I feel like yeah, every year is kind of a cautiously optimistic. Although I feel like this year, I I think. Other years, I don't know if the squad would or the pole would be getting any great. The squad
1: looked great. Yeah. So as like as much as this year, this year I feel like there hasn't been any moves that were like just fully out of the blue or uh like really questioned moves. But like this year, like with Rosemary, yeah. But like that still fell in line with what Tanner wanted to do. Everything like had a logical had like a reason behind it, not mm-hmm. just making a move like taking a weird chance on a player. Like mm-hmm. I guess Kai Kai Wagner was like a it's kind of an out there kind of move, but that's just a depth piece and he actually looked decent in the in the preseason game. Yeah. But everything kind of fit the system of what Tanner wanted. Like what his philosophy was, what he said he wanted and then all, everything he said he he did. So it kind of everything makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um and we've obviously made our biggest signing ever. So that's that's definitely reason yeah. for optimism. Mm-hmm. Um and with his injury pass, that
1: definitely is the reason for the caution. So, right. And it's still, you know, we're, we're never going to be a fan base that's all in. Like, oh, we're going to win the cup this year. Like, we're, we're, we're not, we're never going to, it's going to be a while until we're at that point.
0: Yeah, I wonder what that poll would look like if it was
1: for Atlanta fans or something. Yeah, like, it'd be almost 100% good we're going to win the cup. Mm-hmm. You know, squad's ready. But we're, well, you yeah, know, we're still, this is, for us, this is actually a big Big step to being this optimistic, mm-hmm. I think. As as a collective fan group, not just us. Like, because I feel like you and I are usually trending more optimistic than most Union fans. But I feel like a lot, a lot more optimism is coming out of this fan fan base this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully next Saturday goes well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's a big uh, pang of nervousness already in me. That's saying like, if they screw up Saturday,
1: yeah. can you imagine? Especially since Toronto is looking pretty bad after their what was it? C C L the uh four oh 4 Four zero, yeah. So a team that I don't think is that good. Yeah. And, and yeah, they still haven't made that big signing to replace Javinko slash Victor Vasquez. So they're kind of a team that's a mess. And I don't think Josie's well, he might be healthy for next week, but I don't think it's
0: Yeah, if you're catching 100%. Toronto to begin the season, this is this is the year to do it. Yeah. They're they're about as low as they've been since yeah. they were really bad. Yeah, and uh, before Drake, I feel.
1: <laughs> I feel like they're more more likely to be really bad this year than bounce back to be like the the dynasty that they were, you know, the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think for, for week one should be a good good jump for us. Yeah, good hopefully, start.
0: hopefully the weather's good and the union can play the way they want to play.
1: Yeah, the weather doesn't look great, but you know, it's March, so.
0: So it's the end of preseason we've been able to see well i've only really been able to see a little bit of yeah the pre-season only two, two
1: games were streamed
0: yeah i feel like it's not as much as usual yeah so what do you think about the new the new formation the tactics
1: so yeah so i only was able to watch the second game that was streamed the the dc united game and at first it was it was it was fast paced there wasn't a whole lot of uh you know fluid soccer being played but i i think i like the new formation i I I don't know if I loved the the initial uh, lineup with Ocigno playing that um shuttler sh- shuttler role but um I don't know it, it's we are we really active we were a lot, lot of movement uh the the, the big question of was like how, how the fullbacks are going to perform uh was I don't know I I saw Kai Wagner like being really effective and being really active so I thought that was that was pretty positive to see I don't know what would you think
0: yeah, the good news for the listeners is I only got to watch one preseason game and it was also the D.C. game. <laughs> <laughs> I think much varying opinion here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Wagner actually looked pretty good. He was yeah. he was one. So I, I didn't like
1: how they didn't have numbers on their jerseys,
0: so right. it, was it was hard to hard. pick out he, who was He kind
1: of looks like Rosenberry. He looks like a weird mix between Rosenberry and uh, Anthony Fontana to me. Hmm. Like, as like, you know, from, from a far away as like, a, as a soccer player. Yeah. Know? I don't know. Maybe it was just like the white shoes and like the, Clean haircut for Rosenberry yeah. look, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's a fair assessment of <laughs> the looks of Kai. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought he actually looked pretty well. Um, I was, I, he was easy to pick out because he was the only player on the left side, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, he
1: was like, and he was yeah, obviously like closer to us on the, closer in to the first camera. half, so mm-hmm. you could see, see what he was doing pretty easily.
0: Yeah, I was I was real curious watching trying to find Fabian, uh, but it was tough because it's a crowded midfield. Everyone's kind of clumped towards the, the middle.
1: They kept calling him uh, Seno.
0: Oh, okay. The answer did,
1: and he did, the answer announcer didn't do a bad job, but he uh, kept confusing them. But if Fabian looked, he was really active. He was dropping back a lot. He was you know making a lot of connecting uh connecting passes, and he was taking some big big distant long distance shots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was fun to watch him.
0: Yeah, I oh yeah, I lost power at my house, so I was stuck streaming streaming that game on my on Twitter. So that was tough for me. Yeah, the second half I didn't get to see much of. Um. But I am excited for the new formation and the tactics. I, th- I think we have a real sense of direction and some variety to what we can do. I think yeah. we got players who are going to make it work. Um, I think we're playing more towards our strengths now. And um, personally, I think the Rosenberry trade, as much as that one hurt, personally, I think I think it makes sense after watching some of the preseason,
1: yeah. knowing that. And, and Bezo got in the – did he play – Did he start? He didn't start, did he? I think Gattis started. Yeah. So when he he did did come in at the end, though, he he was driving with the field with the ball. He seemed like he's going to be a pretty solid fullback in that system.
0: Yeah, and seeing what they expect from the outside backs, I understand getting rid of Rosenberg because Rosenberg, he attacks well, but then getting back, he he often was kind of stuck up field. Yeah. He would get beat back and then kind of messes up the rest of the guys in the
1: back. So... The thing is, though, with, with Rosemary, like it, it's tough with like with all these changes, making all this tactical di- di- different or new new, fir- new formations and stuff. It's like you, I feel like it made sense to keep a fullback that has been in the league and on this team for a couple of years and would be, I don't know, a good kind of guidance to like, I don't know, transition into that new formation. I don't know. I thought he, he could. He, I feel like Rosemary had the ability to play in this new formation. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I get it. And if I had to choose
0: between starting Rosenberry or Gattis, obviously it's going to be Rosenberry. Yeah, um, I, I feel like
1: I made my point poorly or worded that poorly, but yeah, I feel like he had the has the ability to, to transition play this. and play. Yeah, it. I feel be, like he'd be more adjustable to different styles. Yeah, you know, I, but I, I do like seeing him Bezo getting a shot, and hopefully he'll be the starter week one.
0: What are your feelings if he's not? How do you how do you feel about
1: that if if they trot out Ray Gaddis? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be happy. I don't think it'll be because cause he just doesn't give you much, especially if 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 they're really trying to get those fullbacks to get forward, he has almost zero offensive ability. I don't know. That'd be
0: rough. Yeah, I, I think the overall f- fan base will be pretty bummed out if they saw Gaddis yeah. starting over uh, Bezo. Yeah, I will say. I think you're going to be shocked when I say this, but I will say last year I felt like Gaddis improved on his going forward. Like, but I also think it's kind of a shock. He definitely factor. tried more. He, yeah, he yeah, definitely tried. I and just
1: don't. It didn't seem like he, it was. I feel I like know, productive.
0: Yeah, I feel like no one's expecting it too. It's like yeah, they probably yeah. never scout him as a fullback who's going to come forward and right. try a step over and yeah, hit a loopy cross or something. Yeah, I don't know. So hope, hope so. Who do you want to be your so you're hoping Mbezo starts? You yeah. go to the stadium. You yeah. get the
1: lineup starting. Who do you want to be your right back, Mbezo? Mbezo, Mbezo definitely on on the left side. I'm a little more uh, open because Wagner looks good, and obviously it was just one game, so I don't know. Wagner mm-hmm. looked good though, and I I do I do want Real to be the the majority starter this mm-hmm. year, just because he's a homegrown and you know he. He's our guy. He's our Yeah, he's, I don't know, not, not, not to bag on Wagner, but you kind of want your homegrown to be the starter and take mm-hmm. over. But he, he also, I'm sure, I feel like he's still, like, whenever I see him, he still looks raw and has a lot to improve on. So if, if Wagner is ready week one to, like, jump into the starting spot, I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I do want to see. I, I feel like that's, that side's going to get uh, go back and forth between those two, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, no, no, I think it'll be good to have that competition. I feel like that's not something that really has been there. We right. haven't really had two left backs. Now we have two left backs and right. two right backs and two solid center backs, obviously, with a backup who is very solid.
1: Yeah, yeah two backups. Two are backups are, are really solid. Yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot about Arian Collin. I haven't seen really seen him. Uh, did he play in the in the preseason game? I don't know. I don't I've, think I've, so.
0: See, oh, I forgot about Jack
1: Elliott, despite he
0: was on the he, field. He started, yeah. I,
1: I know he played, but yeah, they didn't make many yeah. subs, so I didn't. We didn't see everyone playing mm-hmm. that in that game, but I feel like he's he's a solid backup too, though. To have much better than a backup last year, in Yarrow, and I don't know. I always like Marquez, but I yeah. Mean, so just thinking about the, the starting lineup, and then more importantly about the sub.
0: Well, not more importantly, but the subs. So. Gaddis would probably be more valuable on the bench because he could play left or right as right. a sub. Then you'd yeah. want to center back as a sub.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the rest is pretty much midfields and the, the goalkeeper and goalkeeper and striker. Striker, yeah. So yeah. so with with that in mind, I would, I would wonder if Embezo would get the start. I mean I guess I guess Gaddis could start and then if he
1: yeah, needs to move to the left over. He can switch whatever. Yeah. But yeah. That's not as cool as him coming off the bench
0: or yeah. staying on the bench. Right, right.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it, it seems like they're trending towards Bezo, and well, I don't know who's on the outside, but I feel like Gaddis will most likely be a, a bench player uh, to start. Sure, hope so. <laughs> no offense, Gaddis. If you're uh, listening, he's a per- great guy, like you know, perfect teammate and you know, incredible person. But that's on the field. Let's get something else going.
0: Yeah, speaking of perfect teammates and great guys on and off the field. <laughs> Big big trade happened yesterday. Yeah. Union got a lot of money for someone who, I mean, I didn't, I don't,
1: I didn't see him seeing the field. Yeah, That's yeah we, I mean, it's crazy. We've, we, I feel like striker's is a position that throughout our history we've had such a slim pickings. You know, slim pickings <laughs> for for <laughs> for striker. And and this year we're coming out with six strikers who so all could easily start, and I'd most likely be happy with starting a, as. Well, as for any of these guys and pairing up but it doesn't make sense to go into the season with six strikers so we could get moving CJ for that much money makes total sense.
0: Yeah, I think it was a great business move as much as we we personally have enjoyed having CJ. He's always been a guy who's fought really hard and he's yeah. obviously given us a a great I mean he had one really great season. Yeah. I mean great season yeah and other good seasons Mm -hmm. this past year was a a big dip in his performance but but he still was finding a way to find the field where whether it was on the striker or being subbed as as a mid he he was away he was always a guy who worked hard and yeah
1: he was really effective winger I thought this mm -hmm. when he would get that opportunity this past year and that was a big thing he did with uh, Kansas City
0: before he came to Philly so I'm not surprised to see him finding success there but but it is a good good deal for the Philly uh, for us getting all that money and I, I think a good deal for him
1: to get out and kind of get a fresh start in Chicago. Yeah. I feel like he'll get a lot of chance or better chance to start or at mm-hmm. least get more playing time in Chicago. Yeah. They don't uh, have a, they really have no striker depth outside of Nikolic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's Herberts actually. Yeah. He,
0: sc- he scored a game winner yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a nice cool. little right footed shot up into the upper corner. That's good. So, um, one of my favorite CJ moments didn't come on the field. It came off the field. It was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. That thought, video is so good. I yeah. watched it yesterday and I, I just... It was so good. So, my question is, who on the union is the new Fresh Prince?
1: Um, So, do you mean who's like the social media star kind of like personality guy or... I mean,
0: who's going to move from Philly out to <laughs> Bel-Air to live with his aunt and uncle?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I think... uh. I'll, I'll stick with the first option. I th- like how to answer this question. I think it's Mark McKenzie. I uh, think he's oh. he's a really seems like a really fun presence, personality. I I don't know. I feel like all those immigrant guys are so super fun to to watch. I um, thought you were gonna say Fafa. He he's up there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually also I know he doesn't speak much English, but Sergio Andrew seems like he's kind he's kind of a, he's been a fun follow on Instagram. He's you know dancing and singing along <laughs> with all the guys. he's like uh he's a pretty fun guy too
0: i've enjoyed watching uh on instagram um marco fabian and Badoya uh, as roommates they yeah, seem yeah. like a pretty funny little pairing yeah. it just seems like fabian's always playing music loudly and dancing and Badoya's is just kind of putting up with it and right. singing along as well yeah and they posted a video of uh real and fontana out on their balcony dancing <laughs> it's just it's, uh, I mean, I love this team. It's it's a,
1: it's a real exciting young group. Yeah, I love their dudes. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Show sure, like that stuff off the field. You never know how close these guys really are, and it's it's fun to see them all just get along and have fun together. And yeah, this bond.
0: is good good social media use. Yeah, is what we're seeing. Like making us feel part of the team and getting to see what these young guys are doing. And yeah, the did you see them um, making?
1: The young guys read. Uh, oh, the uh, Black History Month yeah, facts. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, that was just, just, yeah. just fun yeah. stuff to get, just bond over, and, and that definitely helps on the field being that close to each other. Yeah, team seems like it's in a good place.
0: Yeah, a week from week from opening day. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about, CJ? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think
1: we were going to
0: say. I was going to say, oh, as much as CJ so he struggled last year. We all were hoping for more. I will say, as he was traded, I didn't see anything real negative about him as he was leaving. Yeah. Everyone was pretty much saying, we'll miss him. He worked hard for us. He was a great player for us, um, yeah, whether it's players or fans. Everyone everyone showed him, as I put it, good vibes, yeah. which he...
1: That's, that's, his, that's him. That's, a, that's his thing. It's all about the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a win win for everyone. For him to play like both teams, it's just the right thing to do. Like, yeah, I think we covered that. All right. Yeah, we went to college together. Oh yeah, so that's cool. I'll miss him. Yeah, that's cool. your other connection.
0: <laughs> uh, that connection. I wonder. I wonder who our next JMU player will be with. Nick Zimmerman, oh, yeah. and then C.J. Sapong. I don't know who else. Is I side player went. They, they went. They they did well in the last tournament. So yeah. okay. There, there might be a
1: good player on their team. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go to the next uh, topic. So we've been talking about how, like, there's been a lot more buzz around the team, a lot more positivity around the team. And, and one of the ways that's been showing is uh, there seems to be more, more supporters. And so there's a couple of new support groups that are joining the Philadelphia Union fan base. So one of them is what, – what's her name?
0: It was, like, the Keystone Ultras. I reached out to him to yeah. ask him – that's kind of what they were about. I wanted to give them a nice shout out here, but I never did hear back from them. So if you're part of the Keystone State Ultras, um, hit us up. Let me know what you guys are about too, because we—I mean—I'd like to learn more about you. Yeah. We're, we're stuck in Virginia, so we, we're not really
1: probably can't join any group, but we, we'd love to come sit with you guys, yeah. uh, learn about what what the uh, the group's about.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a sense of Ben. They've got. Movies made about them, yeah. but so so they're a big deal. So now we're going
1: and then uh, what the, was the other one? The, Betty, uh, Betty, Betty's Brigade, the Brigade, woman's su- woman supporters, uh, which I it seems seems like they just started up this year too. And I don't know much about them either, but it seems like they're kind of, uh, you know, becoming another group too, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So it's, ju- it's just exciting to see. I don't know. It just creates more fans, more or maybe p- people that are already fans just make them more invested in the team to be part of these groups and get involved with the union it's it's exciting it just it, i don't know it's cool to see could it be a problem i i don't think so I, I like i know like there's other other teams have had multiple supporters that support groups that conflict each other and have caused drama but it seems like these are just uh just kind of like we're all part of the same group, and they were just kind of different, uh, different ways to support the team.
0: All right, yeah. I hope you are right. Know. So, remember when we went to Colorado and there was like the two support groups, but they were like opposite sides, opposite sides of the stadium. Yeah. It was really weird because neither one could really get hold of the crowd and really get them going. Right, and it was kind of like it was almost like they were working not against each other, but they're counterproductive.
1: Yeah, and it seems like it, it, from what we know. Uh, the the Keystone State Ultras are going to stay, also be in the River End, so I feel like they're all just would we'll just add a new, add some add extra voices to the uh, the River End chanting and and songs. So I, I don't think it'll really cause that kind of conflict, but I mean we'll see. But I don't I don't think it's really going to be a problem. It should just be just more support hopefully, because it also like seems like this the past few seasons the River End has been a little a little more thin, and there's you know valid reason the team has been performing, Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hopefully this, this ad just makes that, that River End louder and more exciting and more passionate. I hope you're right.
0: Because yeah. another example of two support groups would be the DC, the Screaming Eagles and Bar Brava, right. as well as the District Ultras. It's just three different groups. And yeah. I know they've had their
1: problems, and especially when with the new stadium. Right. Now, I think that's more problems with like how they deal with the... The, or the DC, DC United's like front office. I feel like that's where the conflict comes when like how the 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 front office of the team handles all these different groups. And I, I don't know what's going to come about that with the, with the union, but I think it, it should, it, I feel like it should be fine. Okay, but, I hope so because yeah. that's just, I just remember
0: the sons have been carrying in a coffin and then yeah. next thing you know, there's a big change made. And yeah. Hopefully they're not three different coffins being brought in <laughs> next thing you
1: know we're, Yeah, we'll we, see. we don't
0: have any any management of the team and yeah well i mean you know
1: as long as the team does well that yeah. solve all that pro- all those problems and that's really the
0: end of the day what i wonder if there's going to be a, a mexican-based supporters group at some point for fabian that'd be cool yeah mm-hmm.
1: that'd be really cool yeah because that's one thing we i feel like we we haven't had a big uh latino player on our team for a couple good couple of years so hopefully that he brings in some new fans, and that'd be really cool. Bringing like a new creates a whole new support group. Just
0: yeah, I've been meaning to look at the Philadelphia Union posts because I noticed they they will tag him in a lot of their posts, <laughs> like Philadelphia Union and Marco Fabian. And I I believe it's smart marketing to try to get more more likes, more follows, and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I've been meaning to kind of see their traction of likes and retweets pre. Fabian and after Fabian, but yeah. Um that's that's kind of a deep dive that I haven't done yet because one day life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So let's move on to week one predictions. Yeah. Let me just fire it at you. Who's gonna start at left back? Your your name is Jim Gurden and you have to put out a left back. Uh shoot. I'm I'll go with Matt Rio. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go Kai Wagner. Why? coming in <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna say Kai Wagner um I, I think from what I've seen he he's a strong player I think he's gonna be a little more polished he was brought in for a reason he seems to know the system what his expectations were um I, I think Real is still just a little too raw a little too young hasn't quite I feel like this his size is still just I, I sometimes I feel like he's smaller than Wagner and I feel like for some reason, that's that's sticking out to me. So I think I think Wagner is going to be the the left back to start
1: on yeah. Saturday. I, I would say my reason for picking Real is just that he's been part of the team longer. Like Wagner came in a little partially halfway through the preseason, so he's still probably still acclimating it. And Real knows MLS more; he's he has actual MLS experience. So that's why I would go with Real to start. But yeah, that's that's my. My prediction for left back.
0: All right, so the diamond. I feel like the base of the diamond's gonna be Harris. I feel like they've played that. Yeah, um, maybe. Butui will be on the right. Fabian will be on the at the top. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only question's really gonna be who's gonna be on the left of the diamond.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it also is like in, in the last piece in the game, it was uh, Butui was on the left and Elsini was on the right. That's true. So that that's an option. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might not be their, their number one option. Probably just a, something they were trying. I would, I would suspect Jones to be the that left shuttler, and to just to start the season, and hopefully he'll he performs well enough to keep that position, keep that starting spot. What do you think? What who do you think was? What's your ideal diamond? So ideally, I think, and um, I hate, so I,
0: I, I want to agree with you too much, but I I, I agree that I think Jones is going to be the smart play at the left part of the diamond. I think Bedoya and Jones are going to protect. Madryn yeah. um, is
1: is that your ideal diamond though with that there's four
0: no I think ideally I'd like Jones at the base Bedoy on the right Aronson on the left Fabian up top
1: dang it I wanted to screw with because that's what I was gonna go with but I I feel like it's too obvious though but yeah that's just ideally just because the home too yeah and and Elsino the first off the best, then Fontana if we need. Mm-hmm. To make those subs there, but yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I I just think we're gonna need some defensive protection in front of uh Madunian and on the left side in front of Wagner. I, I just think we're gonna need a more defensive presence that Jones will bring rather than Aronson. Yeah. And Jones, I mean, every time to- every time I see him play, he's just so big and just finds the ball yeah. so often that it's just I
1: I mean I, this, I I'm this not has seeing to be everything here for him. Yeah. I I feel like he this that shuttler role though like I I, I, I understand like he should be a, he'd be great at the base but I think also the shuttle role he's really good at, at uh, his offensive he's good at taking the ball forward I feel like playing in a couple of steel games he was so dominant taking the ball forward and created goals and, and scoring goals on, on his own that I feel like that shuttler role is is perfect for his his play style. So. I, I don't know. I think I'm excited. I really hope he does play that left, that left shuttler role. And I feel
0: like a lot of people agree that they want, they want to see the homegrowns. They want to see particularly him make that big step up. And if, it, if it happens, we'll be happy. And if not, well, then we're hoping for Brendan Aaronson. So kind of in a cool way that yeah. we have two homegrowns who are kind of battling for a spot. Yeah. But it's definitely not a
1: bad problem to have. We have options
0: at these positions. Until next
1: Saturday, when Warren Cravall steps onto the field as the But he's also like, I I know he's kind of like in that Gaddis role where we just kind of move on and want to move on and get a new 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 look in that those positions. But he's also he's not a bad player. No, he's not. But nah, he, come on, he was really he's. I mean, he probably would be a good at the base because he's really good defensively. He covers a lot of ground. He just his passing well is never incredible. He never learned how to pass. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Oh,
0: okay. So. Uh, any other questions about the starting lineup before we get to fan questions?
1: Yeah, fan questions. will cover the striker mm-hmm. uh, uh, predictions, at least that we have. Do you have a a game prediction? Ooh, game prediction. Yeah, I feel like so. Next next week, I
0: didn't want to bring it up, but I'm not going to be at the game. Luke's going to be at the game. Yeah. I'm going to be. My wife doesn't listen, so. I can say it. I'm going to be stuck down in my in-laws in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch the game. I'm pretty man. pretty are you, are you even beat up about it. Um, of course, Arsenal also plays, I think, Tottenham next Saturday morning, too. That's so not I'm a like, big game at all, though. I'm, I'm, missing, I'm missing all the soccer that I could want to watch next weekend so that I can be at my in-laws. But my game prediction is that Union's going
1: to win 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. That would be so fun. Um. Yeah, that'd be great. I. My is that anything else you want to you want to add on that? You want who, who you you do things gonna score? No, not really. Okay,
0: yeah. so my goal scores are going to be. Fabian one. Fafa one. And Trusty. <laughs> wow! Corner cake,
1: header, goal. <sighs> And that, I mean, that's just the most ideal prediction ever. <laughs> I think
0: ideal would be 10
1: nothing, Shut yeah. out. Everyone scores. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> scores, except for Blake. <laughs> All right, what's your prediction? Okay, I'm gonna say, I am want to go 1-0 win. And it's going to be off a... I don't know what's going to be off of, but uh, who's going to score? I'm going to say Santos is going to score. Sergio Santos. He's going to start, and he's going to score. That's my prediction.
0: Very good. Yeah. All right, so you want to put a bet on it?
1: Yeah. How, what do you want to bet?
0: Um, I don't know. You keep drinking my beer. So if that's if, true, <laughs> if you you bring over a case of beer if we win three one. Okay. Good beer. Yeah. And and if we and if, if I win, you win, then I let you keep drinking the beer in my basement. <laughs> All right, move awesome. on. <laughs> so if you if you haven't seen our tweet. Um, we made a fancy group MLS fantasy. Yeah. It is the doopy death match. Yeah. Right now there is a prize TBD we're going to give to the winner. It's an open group. It's going to be
1: um season points. Yeah. I, Every, I in, my, in my tweet out to the uh about the 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 fantasy group I did say that there was a, a group chat or in MLS fantasy for that, but apparently that's not a thing. So don't don't try no to banter. chat with us. No don't, banter. Don't banter. Banter yeah. on
0: Twitter, not on Twitter the Twitter only fantasy. banter. But um, so um, how's, your, how's your fan's team looking? So I'll probably make like 100 changes before it actually kicks off. But All right. Tell me who. So let's talk about if you got three. You can only have three players from a single team. So what right. three union players did you
1: have? So I have my three union players are Mark McKenzie, Marco Fabian, who's also my captain, and Fafa. Okay.
0: Yeah. My three players are Andre Blake, Ilsinho, and Marco Fabian. Nice. He's not my captain. My captain so, is Zlatan. But so. I do on my bench I have Eric Bird,
1: former Union draft pick, nice. and Chris Seitz. Nice. I have Zach Math as my goal starting goalkeeper and Keegan as my one of my three defenders. How much was Keegan? Five point five million. Okay. I can't afford that. That's pretty cheap as far as like, there's Defenders go actually.
0: Yeah, I might make a change and get Keegan actually.
1: Yeah, we're so, going to the same exact line. I'll probably for <laughs>
0: yep. time. So go ahead, sign so, for MLS fantasy. Get on, get
1: in our group. Doopy, yeah. doopy death match. Yeah. Um, if you we l- tweeted out the link, just to, you can just quickly add add your your team to that league by clicking that. I think
0: whoever wins, we'll get some Doopy Brothers. we'll get some Union Merchandise. It yeah. might be a scarf. Might be uh, there's some. Gear, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll be something awesome. Definitely, definitely w- worth your time definitely, for definitely just playing cool some fantasy yeah. ML soccer. All right, so let's go into some fan questions. We actually got a bunch this week, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, from from John of the new players who will have the biggest impact. Thanks, John, for reaching out to <laughs> AJ and Luke here. Disclosure: John is our dad. John is dead. Doopy dead. Doopy dead. Of the okay. new players, so let's say we have Colin. Um, the Colonel,
1: the goalie. He uh, okay. He looks a lot like Allison. Yes. Did you see? Like today, I noticed that because watching Liverpool game, he he looks really really mm-hmm. close to it. So
0: okay. So let let me jump into. Well, no, no. We'll come back to the goalkeeper situation. So what new player will have the biggest impact? Wagner, Colin, the Colonel,
1: Fabian, Santos. Um. I th- it's going to be Fabian. I think Santos. Though so I, I, I have a good feeling he's going to be a really good striker, though. So I think he'll be a close second. But I still think it's going to be Fabian because he's, he's so big for, so many reasons on our team.
0: Yeah, I think I think his impact has has already been felt just based on how how internationally known he is. Um, he was brought in specifically to be a big impact guy, guy. Yeah. not just uh, let me score some goals, but let me ha- make an impact as a number ten, which. Does everything on the field as well as let me let me garner a lot of fans, help the fan base. I, I think he's just going to be the biggest impact as far as every aspect that you could be looking for
1: in a team. Yeah. Um, so, question number two from from Mister John: uh, What can four hundred fifty thousand dollars in TAM slash CAM get ooh. you?
0: Now we don't need to do all of john's questions, but if
1: we do that's fine too
0: <laughs> john's a avid listener um four fifty k k
1: it's going to get you a i i would say it would get you a starter yeah but so a defensive thing, though, starter hey, like you can add that to the keegan trade to the to the draft pick trade like we it, you accumulate a lot of it and i feel like i think every year you get like a new batch of gam tam whatever so i i think it can add up to buying down David to to be a, another, uh, to not be a DP this year again, or it, it can accumulate to a lot of things, but I feel like it's, it's just good to accumulate these things to like have that kind of flexibility going forward. So it's that alone doesn't, I don't know, maybe it'll get you a starter, but maybe you could add up to someone kind of bigger. Mm-hmm. When I say starter,
0: I mean, I'm just thinking strictly outside back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like that's probably the starter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the moves I, you can get with that much money.
0: He's going to hate when I say, Yeah, I totally agree
1: with what you say. <laughs> um, so, next question. Do you want to go to someone new? or? Yes, yeah, get- let's go to someone new. Mike okay. Martz asked uh,
0: So, speaking of fantasy, our fantasy group, which union players are on your fantasy team? Assuming we play with two strikers Saturday, who would you like to start? Fafa has looked lethal. Yeah. So, we fantasy kinda, we, players, we already talked about. Yeah. Um, I've got Blake, Fabian, and Seno.
1: Yeah. You've got uh, Mackenzie, Fabian and Fafa. Um for now. That might change. And then the two strikers Saturday, who would you like to start? Yeah, we we kind of talked about this last week, but I I want to see Fafa and Santos. I think we'll see Fafa and Burke. I think I think yeah, you're probably right. It's tough to leave Fafa out.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say Santos and Burke, but I can't imagine a Union lineup
1: without Fafa. Yeah, Fafa. I feel like Fafa is the most likely the, the lock mm-hmm. to to be the first striker. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel. You know, like I'm going to go with Fafa and Burke. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay.
0: I'm going. I'm going to leave Santos out. He's new. He's got a, it's like a C D soreness apparently. i I've, I, yeah, I think I think Ferp, uh, and Burke are going to start. They they had a great connection on the, the DC goal the other night. Right,
1: that was great. That, that was, was really cool. I love cool. that. I love seeing how that the press can, can work with those two guys, and seeing the, the results. That's it's kind of fun. to A little glimpse of what we can see this year. So um, Fafa and Burke from I'll, AJ. I'll I'll, 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 say I'll I say Fafun Santos. But I'll add to this question: Who do you think would be the the first sub off the bench? From a, stri- as a striker, all right. 64th minute rolls around, yeah. Jim Curtin rolls out zero zero game, we'll maybe zero
0: zero. Yeah, because I g- predicted a three one. Okay, so no, a lot of goals are coming after the in this, the situation, in this okay. situation
1: to get a little life into the offense. What striker
0: would you bring in? All right, so if I've got Fafa and Burke well yeah. I'm gonna be subbing in actually sub in for Jones. Okay. So I'll, I'll move wow. Bedoya to the left. The question was for
1: strikers, but okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking first sub. Okay. Yeah, I think Elsinho's coming into the game to to be a spark plug. Alright, strikers then obviously would be Santos for
1: Perk. Ooh, wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. So my my first sub is gonna be David Akon. Ooh. I think he, he could be a, a, an electric uh super sub. So, if you guys don't remember, the Union they had David Accom a a <laughs> for a lot of money yeah. on draft day last year. He um, still exists. And I think he, I think he could really have a, a big year this year, turn it around. I don't know how much playing time he'll get, but I think he's. He definitely scored last be year against defensive. Chicago. He did. That, that was cool. That was pretty cool. That, I, that, that was a pretty wild game. But uh, back to this year. Um, I, I think he's, he's going to be a good bench option. And then I, I think he will get some starting op- starting options, but
0: yeah, I think uh, yeah. I mean, he's basically a new player. Ho- well, hopefully, yeah. he's yeah. like a new player this year after all of his
1: injury stuff. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. I, it seems like he's that's it in the past, and he'll be able to perform well enough. Let's hope so. Yeah, I I I I I don't know. I I love our strikers though because I feel like Casper could be a, a good a good option too. Mm-hmm. So all the yeah. optimism,
0: yeah. If you have to bring two offensive players. Who
1: would you leave off? Because you well, can't. So
0: you got. So let's say we got Elsino, Casper, acom Akam,
1: and then Santos, whoever's left out of Fafer, the three or, of or, yeah,
0: Berker, uh, Burke, Santos, and Fafa. Yeah. So I mean, you got
1: a lot of offense there. I mean, th- this is this is why we needed to trade to Sapong. There's yeah. just so many options.
0: Yeah, you do, yeah, Sapong would be playing with steel. Yeah. There's no point in him playing for a steel if
1: you can get right. 450K. And we even have Galena, the guy who. Oh, yeah, could he even looks awesome up too. Steel yeah. And he, yeah, he's been looking really good. All right, that's it. Yeah. We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Union. Yeah. Atlanta United wish they could have Irish dragging options. Mm. Man, so mm. good. So good. Okay. Uh,
0: Mike Thomas asked us a question about Sapong. Mm. Um, Sapong moved not only brings in a lot of allocation money, but also frees up a ton of cap space. How would you like to see that spent? The summer window, maybe. There was a little conversation about that. Uh, someone actually replied to him then I replied to them. Basically, I agreed with what I think it was J-Lock replied, that we kind of got to wait and see what the summer's like. I mean, that's, that's months away. Right. We, might, we might be needing an outside back. We might be needing another striker. We might. I mean, yeah. who knows what Bob... I, I hope Fabian's healthy by then. Right. Um, I'm still still healthy then. Yeah, and so I think I think a lot of it is kind of a wait and see. Hope that uh, we can strictly only improve and not just try to Patch fill in holes. a hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like it's definitely a good call to wait till the summer. I, I feel like the most likely scenario would be to upgrade a fullback. I don't know which I don't know which side, but I feel like that's the most likely where we're going to struggle, so getting a more established fullback uh in the summer would probably be where we'd go with that yeah, Mike also
0: mentioned he would love to finally see some improvement over the summer window, like getting yeah. someone who would improve and I think that's a great point is we've seen some players come in i Bodoya came in in the summer window, but I, I think Barnett too Barnett too but but when you come in, in the summer window it's it's tough to come in and immediately impact the team it's always a little bit of a growing pain so to speak and so it would be great to get someone in the summer but there there is that disclaimer that they might not come in ready to jump into the starting 11 ready to go yeah but but i'd say if there's a position to jump into an outside back i feel like that'd be a lot easier to jump into for a team than yeah it's definitely a more simple
1: role to bring someone plug someone in so yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, we. I think we're in agreement. Shockingly. <laughs> Shockingly. Uh,
0: uh, the next question: Gonzalez asks, "Is El senior starting quality despite not really being able to go a full ninety ever in his life?"
1: Yeah, I think there's there's an also there's also a comment on that question. I think a good point is that he he could be if he doesn't have to run along those run up and down the wing and be more of that shuttler and have a a more confined uh, area to cover. But I still I don't think I still think he's best off being a sub. I, I think he kind him coming off in the second half and running at defenders, making some moves. I think that's his most effective role. Yeah, I agree. I think mainly just because I, when I saw the the starting lineup graphic with him starting as Brody. a shuttler, it, it kind of bummed me out just because I wanted to see those other guys start above him. So I, I, that's why I think he sh- should be a sub. I agree. I
0: think he's a sub. I think I think being able to just fit into the middle. I mean, Fabian might be, I, I don't know, Fabian's fitness. He might be able to fit in. senior might be able to fit in as a 10 there and just be able to get the ball and go at people. But yeah. I don't think he's, I mean, they don't have wingers anymore, so he's not yeah. going to have that outside space like he used to be able to
1: sit in um he's very little defensive skill like ability i i don't know i i feel like he just needs to be that that spark off the bench it'd be almost
0: nerve-wracking to have him and harris both on the field at the same time without someone in between the two of them because it'd be that'd be your target area as as the opposing team go after those two yeah um and then gonzalez also asked another question when does jones find his time and is it at the left or on the base of the diamond? Yeah, I think we kind of covered that too. I, I'd like to see Jones on the left yeah. in front of Harris and then eventually probably probably taking over for Harris and letting Aronson fill in for right. Jones on the left.
1: Yeah, or, I think that's, yeah, that's definitely the most ideal situation. I, I feel like he won't get much time at the base just because I feel like if we really need that, that defensive coverage, at the base of the diamond, then I think that's Crevel's role. That's, like, where he fits in the team. But hopefully uh, hopefully that's not where we – It do, hopefully it doesn't come to that and we have a good flow of the game and, and can figure out Harris's uh, disadvantages.
0: It, it is pretty cool at this like, point. We could have four homegrowns on the field at a time and, like, feel pretty comfortable out. Real, trusty, yeah. McKenzie, Jones – and then potentially another one in Aronson or Fontana. Right.
1: Is, yeah, there's As a sub
0: yeah. or something. So it's a, it's a cool spot for the union to be in. Mm-hmm. To be able to have that many homegrown players from the academy and getting that co-
1: production. Yeah, and be quality players too and actually perform well. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping back up to another
0: question, uh, John asked why not give up Blake for more talent. And I wanted to kinda of talk about that with the Mike Thomas's question about Sapong moving up and or moving on and giving us a lot of space in the um allocation money. So I was gonna say in the summer I could see us giving up Blake, keeping um the colonel I, I can't even think of his full name, but yeah. he's got like three full names. Yeah. So keeping him as our keeper, sending Blake on to um, I
1: don't know. Do you think he'd he could go to Because I feel like there that was there's so much talk about that like before last year and then that kinda all died.
0: I don't I don't know if he's gonna to go to Europe anymore. <laughs> I, yeah. I could see him going I, I would want to send him to I wouldn't want to send him to the East Coast. Yeah, within M L S though. I I could see him going to somewhere within MLS in the Western Conference. Um I'd have to look at goalkeepers yeah i don't yeah but i don't know if i could see blake going and then getting some more cash and then making a big splash with between the sapong money and the blake money because I,
1: I would say blake would go for oh, 700 yeah i yeah i don't know it's i don't know it's tough for goalkeepers i don't know really how much they value it as far as um like within mls but he, he's definitely a top goalkeeper he I I I don't think I'd want him to move. I don't know. Like I I think obviously because I want to see what these other guys. At what what amount of money would make you happy to see him move or not happy but be okay? Maybe like something like eight hundred, nine hundred thousand. Okay, but it's still like that's such a I don't know. Blake's been so big for us. He's made so many big like. He's definitely won us games. I mean, I would say
0: he's he's kept us in games. He's won us games. He's kept us from losing games whether it's been
1: whatever but and we still have a really young back line i think our fullbacks are still a big liability so like having someone like blake to bail us out i i don't know i think that's pretty invaluable i don't i don't know if i'd want to trade him this year
0: i was trying to find highlights of uh or back up to see how he is with his feet. Cause I've,
1: I've always thought that mm. Blake was very weak with his feet. Yeah.
0: As far as his distribution in
1: the game, he just was sky balls up to the half field and mm-hmm. lose it. And it's like, yeah, it's,
0: yeah uh, I, I it's mean, it's I great. just think, I, th- I think, yes, there'd be a drop off in the saves um, shot stopping. Yeah. But I think if we could get some big time money and if, if the union needed to make a big splash in the summer, they could drop Blake. They'd be okay. in the keeper department, and be able to maybe make a big splash, get a big striker, or... I mean, it all depends on what's out there. Is is Chicharito looking to come to the MLS? Is Fabian saying, hey, Chicharito, come on over. It's really, really great. The River End's full with multiple fan groups now, and... It could happen. It could happen. Um, Spot question from John.
1: Who will be head coach in July? Oh, man. I, I... I think... I think it's going to be Jim Curran. Yeah, I, Jim Curran will be head coach. Yeah. Come on, they're going to be undefeated. Okay, out of the blue, if we if he does get fired, do you have any idea any name that pops to your head that would be a good replacement?
0: Being the union, I assume Brendan Burke would just they'd slide Brendan Burke. Up. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll throw a name out there for you because I saw like his name his name popped up recently with the U.S. national team camps it would be Steve Trundleau because hmm. he. He's been an assistant coach in Germany. He just got, I don't know, called up to be uh, an assistant coach for the U.S. national team, and I think he's still he, he he could he's probably making looking to make the jump to a head coach spot. I don't I really know much about what he's been doing recently, but like I I I saw that he was an assistant coach in Germany. I Think that and Steve Trundle he's that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's a good good call. Good yeah. call. Yeah. But but I think yeah, I, it's, I, I it would not go to Yeah,
1: no one wants to have their coaching change mid season. Yeah. yeah. That's never a good situation. Even if it is bringing in a, a, a decent coach, it still would be a a lost lost year basically. Right. But yeah, okay. Any other questions you want to cover? Uh no, I think I think we probably covered a lot.
0: Yeah, I think I think we've had a good podcast. If you if you are still listening, join our fantasy group. Um Thanks for listening. It's been a real good time.
1: Yeah. Gonna, uh, can't I can't wait. I think we're going to go start to go, uh, try to do every week. Now that the games are going to kick off, we'll have a lot more to talk about. So we'll try to do a, be a weekly podcast coming, going forward. We'll figure out the schedule, but we'll, we'll try to do that. Yep. All right. Hope to
0: see you out at the union game next weekend. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the podcast. Anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Loved having, uh, the fan feedback this week. Yeah. Um, Take care, Union fans, and... Uh, See you next week. See you next week. Game doop, time. doop, doop.
1: See you guys. <laughs>